The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen, talking about all things Hollywood. Oh, my God, I am tired today. How are you doing, Paul? <laughs> oh, I'm not too bad. Uh, what's, what are we uh, talking about today? Well, we're going to go into Reddit and the popularity of the Internet for entertainment, which is always exciting, but I was going to have a giggle. Um, you guys will have to excuse me. I'm a little horse. Turned myself into a Shetland pony. Uh, Lexus gave me the flu and I gave it to everyone else. So sharing's caring. Haven't had the flu in years. Gotten colds and things. And uh, will complain I had the flu, but I forgot how bad the actual flu was. So it's going around. Everyone get your flu shot. Ew. Yeah, I've had the flu in like, at least seven years or something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's been uh, years okay. since I got it. So there's that. But it's not fun. Well, you know, I, I keep telling everyone to get their flu shots, but I'm finding more and more followers of Jenny McCarthy. Uh, you know, I don't, I have to admit, I've never I've never had a flu shot. Usually I it works had the flu pretty in seven well. Years. That's pretty good. So I, I always get one because um, I'm immunocompromised. And I think mm-hmm. it's important for, you know, if you're, if you're immunocompromised or children or elderly, like, a flu yeah. can take you out. It's not worth it. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, plus, plus, you know, kids, you know, they're all little germ so, incubators. Yeah, they're disgusting. Children are sticky, icky, gross. Good way to yeah, get anything. Yeah, and you stick 30 of them in a classroom, yeah, it's going to get around. They're going to get the plague. Now, I really don't understand the movement here in America with the uh, anti-vax thing. It's very, very odd to me. I think we've been uh, so far removed from, like, the days of polio. Vaccines have worked so well that people right. have forgotten why they're so damn important. I think we've had a, we've kind of had this discussion before, but not we didn't get that, that, that far into it. Uh, I think there's there is a general distrust of the the drug companies these days, days and there the amount of immunizations that a that a child is supposed to get, has like exponentially grown since the polio vaccine vaccine. Well, that's also it, uh, because I, we yeah, can it, treat diseases now we couldn't treat before. I mean, you didn't get measles, mumps, rubella vaccines before because we didn't have them. Now you don't even have to have chickenpox. Like you don't even catch chickenpox. You get the vaccine, and you're protected. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting, and I do understand the mistrust of the drug companies. Um, I think it's just a lot of people I talk to will, you know, say, "But my child's going to get autism," and I'm like, "That's that's awful." Oh yeah, <laughs> um, that, so that's I, not I, that's not yeah. Uh, I'm um, with you on no, that one. I, I, 
but you're telling people like, okay, I'm going to risk my child's life from these communicable diseases because I'd rather have a dead kid than a kid with autism. And I've talked to people with autism who are like, this is really fucking insulting. I'd like mm-hmm. to remind everyone every time we swear, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. So remember, we are doing this for the children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as you said moist. <laughs> you just went and said moist a whole bunch, and Lex is like, none of this is swearing. She couldn't find it, but it was just funny. But um, there seems to be the entire time. And so trying to decipher which ones are cuss words and which ones aren't is what pisses me off the most. <laughs> so Paul does that, that guy is from the peanut gallery. That is my assistant, Alexis. She always uh, jumps in and, and will give her two cents, which gets really annoyed when uh, we do that. Because sometimes Paul Luckily, swears, sometimes I only see Lex about swear. once or twice a year, so she's so happy to see me, she forgets how much she hates me putting her through this. <laughs> I think yeah, if I saw her more than three times a year, I'd probably get hit. Just no, saying. if you saw her on a personal level, you'd probably get hit. She's into the whole, you know, dominatrix thing. Chips, it's yeah, 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 I'm not. So <laughs> she doesn't hit you because she doesn't hit you because she likes you, but yet she doesn't like you enough in that way to hit you. Get it? Um, <laughs> no, but I'm okay with it. Again, She's like, I'm, I'm good with yeah, that. As, lo- I just, as long as there's the minimal hitting. Minimal hitting. <laughs> hitting. That's okay. it. Oh, so um, everyone's kind of gotten onto that, and I've talked to people with autism who are like, are you fucking kidding me? You're telling me, you know, growing up for, for young adults who end up sterile from some of these diseases or people that get infections, like the risk of death is less scary to you than autism. Like, I guess that is a little insulting. I never thought of it from that perspective. Mm. Well, uh, there's also uh, an argument, I think Rand Paul made this, about how uh, I, you it's you can space these things out, not have them all at once, because there's a few uh, uh, vaccinations for STDs, and there's no reason to really give that to a two-year-old unless other really weird circumstances, other circumstances are happening, like, uh, like, the, like the mother or the father has it or something like that. You're talking about the HPV vaccine? Uh, so I think there's, thing, a, there's like two or three of them. Yeah, it, you have to get multiple vaccines. Um, I got it for, for mine when I adopted her. Um, so it stops cervical cancer. And even if the parents don't have it, if the child's inadvertently exposed, which can happen, uh, it stops, you know, and it's just little kids touching each other, one kid having it and touching kids playing doctor. Like it's a really mm-hmm. highly contagious thing. And so um, this particular STD turns into cervical cancer. So male children can carry it or get it, and it will never affect them, but they can give it to partners in the future. So um, before kids are playing doctor or before they do anything, it stops any chance of exposure. That's okay, why they so, so young well, on that one. They, not they not it, all of them, I agree. It's a, just that particular one. I, I think it's good. Oh, you totally hmm? broke up on that one. I hardly understood. Sorry, I didn't. I oh, didn't catch it. I said, I said there are lots of them. I think they can get later, but with something that stops cancer, I think the sooner you give it to them in that case, the better, because then there's no accident. But there are plenty right, of them and, that can be spaced out. You just hit on one and, that I'm like, no, 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 that one's a big deal. And truly, <laughs> it is simply a matter of consulting your doctor. Your doctor yeah. is the, should be the person who makes this decision. 
Well, I think the the biggest thing, like it, it was Jenny McCarthy, and she's now flipped on it. People should not be getting their medical advice from entertainers because you're going to find people on all ends of the spectrum, same as you're going to find parents on all ends of the spectrum. But I took Kimberly to the hospital. She got bit by a spider and had to be put on antibiotics because she got a nice infection. And I'm sitting there talking to the doctor and they're asking about what vaccinations she's had. And I'm like, well, she's had all of them. Um, you know, and it's it, it just so odd to me that, because, you know, she's not, an, she's not a toddler. Of course, she would have had all of them by now and it kind of weirds me out. But when parents, um, these, the anti-vaxxers that are coming and I've talked to people, who um, are worried about it. They're like, well, it's mind control stuff. I'm like, well, if it's mind control stuff, then maybe, you know, the anti-vax movement um, is, is getting information to control the populace or maybe uh, it's being pushed by foreign governments so all of our people grow up weak and sick. You know, you can, you can turn anything into a conspiracy, but people aren't dying of tetanus anymore. They're not dying of these really... Mm-hmm. Really, and those are the diseases. old. Those, those are the those vaccines have been around for for you know the ones that you bring up, uh, polio and tetanus. Tetanus. Those have been around for a very long time. I don't think anybody's really the, argued, well, except for the wackaloons are no, arguing. But it's all these new ones. That no, no, no. The, the know, parents like that are I, anti-vax are anti everything. They won't let their kids yeah. get a tetanus shot. Okay, fair enough. I mean, because as far as like the drug companies go, like uh, back in in July uh, or last year, I was put on a blood thinner and it was new to the market and it would cost me over six hundred dollars a month if I ever lost my insurance. Now, there are other blood thinners, thinners that are around if I lost my insurance around sixty dollars a month. But but this one was out there making uh uh, advertisements, and I know I even uh, I was at my uh, another doctor's office. I had a, a, a rep come in to pip that particular drug, and it, from what I understand, it really doesn't work any different than the other ones. Just a lot more expensive, and doesn't have direct uh, a generic at the moment. Now that to me is odd. The, the the big things I disagree with with the drug companies is you one you can get things through on what's called a like basis which means this works like that, so we don't have to go through clinical testing and we can just put it out Um, because it's using the same basis. Now, that I'm totally against. I think everything needs trials. And I would would be uncomfortable if there was a new drug. Um, If they had something, you know, they they just found a cure for something, I'm all for it. Um, Or if they're improving something, but why this drug, if it works the same as the others? What's the difference? Right. Well, why can I be on some sort of a, a generic version of this thing instead of this one, which, yeah, you know, when I was kicked off it, it and was only off it for two weeks, it you know my basically my lungs filled with blood clots and I wound up collapsing in my kitchen. Fun times. Uh, but so it, it's effective when you're on it; it works. But when you're off of it, it's a melt. Well, that's how a lot of drums work. Nah. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be, that would be my biggest worry is if I get caught off my insurance, there's no way I can afford that. But I, that think, that there, I think that there are probably other other medications, which I'm still trying to talk to. I still need to see an endocrinologist, but, you know, uh, at some point to maybe try and switch me to a uh, 
Just another one, a more garden variety one. Yeah. Well, as they, then that becomes the fear. If they, if they switch you to a more garden variety one, will it work as well, do you think? Uh, I, well, I know if I start to lose my breath within about a week or something like that, I'll know it is doesn't work as well. But as just in general, I can't tell. It's one of those, one, that makes one sense. Of those things that, it's one of those things that uh, you you know when you when you stop taking it things happen happen but it gotcha. just kind of keeps you normal so yeah I, I I know exactly what you mean I have one of my nausea pills I can't take the generic I get migraines the but the over the counter so friend um, but the name brand I have no problems with so sometimes the generic and the um, name brand don't work as well but ninety nine percent of the time they do. So they, they, I think there should always be a cheaper option. I don't like the way the drug companies handle it. Um, we mm-hmm. have to go to break. When we come back, we'll get some more into this. I'm Summer Helene. We're yeah. on with my co-host, yeah. Paul Michael Bowen, and we'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america you are listening to behind the scenes with host summer helene to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are with my co-host, host for the Militant Modder, Paul Michael Bowen, talking about drugs, Hollywood, and perception. Um, I do want to say, because this is one thing that's been... Uh, 
going on and popping off on my Twitter during the show, why there are so many ads, and I was just talking to Paul about that during the break. Where I come from, we don't do drug ads. There's no ask your doctor about this or ask your doctor about that. Um, We have social medicine. But I find that really, really strange. But I'm really careful where I step with the drug companies. So I want everyone, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, I'm really biased because they are some of the biggest supporters of film right now. Tylenol is a big supporter. Bear Company is a big supporter. There are a lot, they, they really do support films. So you'll see drugs by name in television shows. Um, and they've paid for that the same as anything else. It's just another form of advertisement. So even if I wanted to say something more harsh, I really can't. So Paul can. All right. Paul. Right. Because <laughs> so uh, I can. stopped giving a fuck a long time ago. So um, and I don't think any of myself is going to be any, anywhere anytime soon. But, uh, yeah, it's, and it's just, it, when they talk about anything drug-wise these days, there is just a general distrust that they're putting out there by the advertising, by the, uh, you hear about doctors being taken on cruises and given swag and things like that. It's like, eh, I don't know. You know, and maybe it only, maybe I, the drugs only <laughs> tweaked a little bit, you know? But I, I understand... Believe, um, a- a big thing they really pushed with oxycodone and their oxycodone and oxy, uh, oxycodone. The uh, reason it turned into oxycotton, the reason it turned into such a big deal is it was originally sold as non-addictive replacement for uh, morphine. Right, because things that involve heroin are non-addictive. We've known that, then history has proven that to be true. Exactly. I mean, didn't we replace uh, cocaine with heroin and we were just gravy? Yeah. Yeah, and is that yeah, I know it's Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, well, it's I I take I'm on oxy oxycodone uh, daily. Uh, I take take about four of those those fuckers a day. So if anybody knows, I's, I's, you know, I've pretty much been high since 2011. Yeah, it really Fair gets enough. old after a while. It really, really does. You know, in one form or another. But uh, yeah, it's it's completely addictive. I think it's different in your case, though, too. You're not mixing it with booze. You're not taking it recreationally. And when people get no. into things recreationally, I mean, we just had a football player die of an overdose. Can you yeah, look up that football player's name, Paul? I'm- uh, I don't. At the top of my head, I, don't, I think I know what you're talking about. But uh, I remember uh, Dave Mustaine of the day, of the band Megadeth. Was a, he was a narcotic drug addict uh, through a lot of his time and an alcoholic. Broke a, broke a bone. Uh, motor off uh, dirt biking. What is the first thing that they put him on? Back on narcotics. I think it it has it is interesting. I know a lot of people in entertainment that uh, take him. I know stunt people who I know we don't talk about them a lot. We've had a couple of stunt coordinators on here. But people that work in stunts are constantly getting hurt. I know the guys in the WWE are constantly being prescribed this stuff. It's really pushed very heavily because it keeps you working. In one way or another. <laughs> you know, yeah, I didn't point, say functioning. Do, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I know. I, I, I've been a functioning, uh, you know, uh, prescription drug user for quite a while, but, you know, of course, the functioning part can really be argued at this point. 
consider. Oh, I do want to give a quick shout out now that we're like talking about drugs. Why not? Um, I'm kidding. I want to give a shout out to Adrian Alcantar. Thank you for always making me red carpet ready. Off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California. If you guys can tell me the name of the uh, football player that died, because I can't remember it right now, I'll give you an ATV ride at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California, or I'll give you a, a float at True Rest, Sedona, or Las Vegas, um, or I'll give you one of our giveaway stuff. Also, a shout-out, Bikram Yoga. You guys are awesome. The new Palm Springs Diet, the sublingual spray from Dr. Ross. That works really, really well. Graduate Tempe Hotel, Four Paws Coffee Company, USC Gyms, and Castlewood Cottages. Check that out, guys. They have all these weird themed rooms. It's really, really awesome. Uh, but yeah, I can't remember the name of that football player, but it's getting more and more common. Uh, though I will say the WWE, I know we brought them up, are worse than, than um, the NFL in the way they treat Whoa. the players. The yeah, they're not. The they're, not uh, mm-hmm. they're not competitors, so they're not. You know, there's it's it's drama. It's very uh, highly choreographed drama, but there's no competition there, so they don't have something like the NFL to be like ruling over it. You know, imagine well, if we dr- drug tested there, everybody there, that was it, on a set because basically they're on a set. No, I get that. I'm just saying if. With, with the WWE, they're still independent contractors, which is a throwback to the days where there were multiple wrestling organizations. So these guys mm-hmm. have no health insurance. They have, you know, there's no unionization, no health insurance, no anything. So WWE fighters, you can get online and find a bunch of GoFundMe for all the old WWE performers that have, have gotten too old. Uh, trying yeah, to get that, surgeries that and they're all dying young. When- when Jake the Snake Roberts was on Joe Rogan talking about what he's gone through, it's just heartbreaking. It is. Breaking. And that documentary is heartbreaking, too, but good nonetheless. I, I haven't seen it, but they're um, in the entertainment industry. They're some of the, the people that are most heavily on those medications. Yeah, well, they got to perform is- every night. If then, or like, well, they got to, if they miss a show, next man up, they're going to get replaced. You know, the NFL has a, well, yeah, has a players union. The NFL has drug testing. You know, the NFL competition keeps other teams honest. You know, if you're one, if you're, uh, if you're like uh, a Vikings organization, you want to, and you figure out, and you hear that the, like the Washington Redskins are doing something bad, you turn each other in. And so, yeah. But when and, you have it, a monopoly you know, we, like this, got it. Yeah, you, you got to, it, it, sometimes human nature can work to make for the greater good. Doesn't happen very often, but it, sometimes it does. Well, I know the fans, the pressure from the fans, the WWE has one of the best fan bases in the world. And in the past, they've put a lot of pressure on the WWE to change things. So I think if this is something that they pushed on, it would change. I just find the situation really heartbreaking. You know, I'm, I'm always bad at the NFL with, with mm-hmm. mad at the NFL for the way they behave, but the WWE loses the high, moral high ground to the NFL. I mean, what the hell does that say? Uh, yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, <laughs> and it's and that's. I don't know how they would. I don't know how they go about performing forming a union. At some point, all the fans just got to say, "Hey, stop!" You know, and just stop buying tickets, stop doing pay per view. But uh, people love that stuff. You know, when I was a kid, I, I loved it too. 
No, I'm not. I think the NFL, uh, the, the NFL. I think the WWE and the guys in it are incredible. I, you know, the the physical strength that it takes, the choreography, the the whole nine. They're wonderful performers. Not great actors always, but wonderful performers. And you know, we just. I think we had China die the year before last. They're all just dropping dead because they're getting head injuries and problems and head injuries and problems and injuries and problems. And then the doctors that work for them are like, well, here's some antibiotics and here's uh, painkillers. Carry on. Yeah, I believe China had a few other things going on besides that, uh, most notably depression. And I think there was uh, some other things. I didn't know the woman personally, but I heard she had some demons. Uh, Yeah. And I do remember the celebrity boxing which I think was uh, reft by a, a gentleman who uh, whose son we talked to not too long ago. Uh, ago, the guy who played the who was the only guy who counted Rocky out. Uh, yeah, and they put her up against Joey Buttafuoco, who is a huge man, and she is not. I didn't think she. I thought she was this. You know, uh, she looked. She was dwarfed by him. I mean, she, he just nailed her, and I don't think she was ever right since. I find some of it bizarre, because once you're, when, when you're on, that, on, on the B list and the C list, you're consistently mm-hmm. clawing to try, and, to try and stay relevant and make your money. It's really difficult. And with the way things have changed, reality and reality television has taken over, and we've moved beyond reality television to, like, uh, Harmon Games, which is uh, the guy that created um, Rick and Morty just has a YouTube channel and a, ch- a channel where it's him and friends and sometimes celebrities playing D&D. And they'll do little oh, cartoons uh, for that. Was that Critical Role? Nope, Harmon Games. It's from Dan Harmon, the guy that did oh. Rick and Morty. Okay, so it's a bit of competition for Critical Role, I'm assuming. So, I, mean, uh, I think I know some people who work with Critical getting, Role. Yeah. At, at the very it's least, I knew the sound guy who did Dungeons and Diesel. Nice. Which is when they try, I think they try to get uh, Vin Diesel to play D&D every week, which he's, he, I, I, he has no problem doing that. He just couldn't get a schedule going. I think Those it's fast interesting. Vin Diesel's a nice guy. Which is time. I think what, what's so interesting to me about it is how we've gone from, we're past reality television now. We've really moved beyond it to mm-hmm. the point where some of the most popular things on YouTube with millions and millions and millions of likes are just people reading things off of Reddit. They're just stories of real life. Yeah, and uh, then... Uh, taking the eating uh, like the hot hottest ch- habanero pepper ghost pepper challenge and st- it's it's still very it's it's like the more, more things change the more they stay the same we're still it's still throwing Christians into the lions in the gladiator pits it's, I think that's why the UFC is so popular in MMA um, I know one of the, the charities we support is a free MMA gym but MMA is getting, you know, turning more into WWE, and now they've got bare knuckle boxing coming up because that's more brutal. So I, I guess yeah, the, the brutality is showing. I believe I know somebody who's involved with uh, there. There's a strip club out here in the valley who's going to start doing topless MMA. 
Bandit Rhino? Uh, no. No, oh. they're not paying us. They're not paying us, so we're not going to mention the name. So, uh, okay, because yeah. and that way we don't, and that way we don't have to. Because uh, I, I, it, to me, it just sounds, it, it sounds a bit crazy. Because I think this aren't it sounds this stupid. I, I mean, yeah. Now, granted, I'm sure that there's are guys out there who like their strippers slightly tenderized with a black eye and a fat lip, but still, you know, that's kind of. What are you it's doing getting more and more extreme. So I think the next yeah. turn is going to be a turn back towards, you know, leave it to be or something. We're going to have to get more wholesome at some point. This is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. It's going straight oh. over the edge. All right, guys. When we come back, we are going to be that on with said, Patty I'm probably Mars, go next Patty H. Week, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys tell me what's going on there. Um, <laughs> we're going to be on with uh, Patty H talking about the entertainment industry, and we are probably going to bra- drag her into this uh, den of debauchery that Paul and I are talking about. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, the host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland, and we're right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. And we've, of course, got our very, very special guest, my mom, Patty Morris. I promise you guys, Patty H. will be back on. And I know we had a lot of questions we didn't address last time. But first, I'm going to drag her into our conversation of debauchery and how we've made the world a worse place by going with the laziest form of entertainment. Welcome to the show, Mum. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Yeah, Paul and I are being like super, super serial today. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So we haven't, uh, not as funny as we usually get, but we're looking at, I'm looking at some stuff here on Twitter 
And we were talking about the entertainment industry kind of moving almost to the lowest and laziest possible denominator. You know, the most popular things on YouTube um, are getting more views than television shows and it's things of people just reading stories off of Reddit. Um, it's, you know, Paul was saying it's people eating jalapenos. I mean, in the entertainment industry, yeah. I'm going to sound like, uh, like a throwback uh-huh. to a different time here and this is not good for my job, but I'm going to say it. things have gone downhill, damn it. I don't know if yeah, they've really they gone downhill. No, there was that newspaper guy in the 20s who said nobody ever lost a dollar underestimating facing the American public. That's a good point. Right. I, you know, well, when said, you look at uh, the change so, in the population... MMA, what are your thoughts? On the MMA? Topless Sorry? MMA. No. On, on topless MMA... <laughs> That's my response. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I just worried yeah. someone would punch me in the boob. I don't have much, but that would hurt. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. If well, we I get imagine the, uh, they'll get a, a, a lot of but, uh, muscle. <laughs> yeah, a, a buddy of mine is do, is refereeing the fights. Fights. We're going to see if we can't get him on the show. But yeah, it's a thing, apparently. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? We wouldn't think anything of it in Australia now, would we? Mom, I, I got I to disagree. We wouldn't think of anything of someone being topless on a beach back home. But getting punched in the boob is still a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For the woman getting punched. But if they're, you know, Ooh. Wow. <laughs> you, know. you got to admit, some some of these moves are like aftermarket hardware out here, so that might be more That's protection. True. And can a boob be used as a weapon? Well, the, the next question <laughs> I ask is, can you rupture one of those implants? Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Did I say that yeah, quickly? I, I saw a woman take a header. Yeah. I saw a woman take a header off the stage. Uh, I think it was like in the mid-90s, and yeah, she ruptured one of them, like, right there. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. But, you see, know. that's what I find so terrifying. Well, we went from mud can- wrestling. I mean, that at the time was considered, when it first came in, you know, uh, something kind of erotic and different. Um, I... I'm all for jello wrestling. I, I guess they're looking for views. You know, to me, they're looking for views. It's like, do you want to be a stripper or do you not want to be a stripper? You know, that's really what it boils down to. It has nothing to do with the art of the fight. That makes sense. Well, do you think entertainment's gone downhill? Because Paul and I have been going back and forth and lamenting it, and I'm complaining about Reddit. Um, which, by the way, I'm one of the people, I'm the reason there are views on that, because I listen to that stuff. So I, I listen to the Reddit stories. So, so I'm, I'm part of the problem here. I'm wondering what the uh, new Apple TV is, because they're doing a lot of promotion on, you know, stories. And I haven't looked any further into that. Are you familiar with that at all? Uh, well, Apple TV does a lot of things. It's a streaming platform like anything else. Um, True, yeah, but they're, and they do. I think they have audio to their books, original have... content. They got they have some original content finally coming up, which they really didn't have a lot of before. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm Apple, Apple TV is good. Um, it, it's just not... I think we have a lag. So I'm going to apologize to you guys listening. I think we have a lag with mom. So we keep... You know, she'll talk and we keep talking over her. I think we have a bit of a lag. So my apologies. Okay. Um, I think Apple TV has some good stuff coming out. But... <sighs> I don't know, everyone's kind of appealing to the lowest common denominator. And I know it's not the age of Leave It to Beaver, but I think in the future, to, to step away from the pack, uh, television's going to need to get more wholesome. Because listening to, you know, Reddit stories or watching girls punching each other topless, I'm still not, I'm not sure the point of that. Yes, but that's just not going bizarre. to be a television. That'll be on one of the cables. Yeah, we are getting an uptick in uh, faith-based movies that are more family-oriented. So there is a demand for, uh, you know, entertainment that isn't offensive or isn't, you know, two topless girls punching one another. Well, hang on. So, Mom, I'll bet you 50 bucks that ends up on television because someone like me is going to be the idiot that puts it there. Just saying. Um, And as for the Uh, wholesome... It won't be... I think the rules are a little strict on television and I don't think that would get through. They'll blur, they'll blur the boob, but it's going to play on ESPN. If it gets popular, it's going to stream. You wouldn't believe the garbage they put up there now. But, um, as far as the wholesome, there is a lot of money going into religious film and there are programs like pure flicks that are Christian based. Yes. So it's not about, I think, wholesome Paul. (laughs) It's more about uh, Judeo Christian values. Uh, there are right. none I, that I are like uh, non-denominational not. things. Sorry, things so uh, non uh, non-denominational uh, films, yes. films, but they all yes. want more of a positive message. Yeah. Well, that sounds well, good. Yes, I. I can see the market uh, for that. I I can see the benefit. Oh, it's just they don't. Taking your kids to something that then you don't have to worry about anything. You know, theoretically. Mm, you have to worry about something with everything. I just. Right. I just find the content like I'm not. I'm going to bag on TikTok now, and I'm going to feel bad about this because I I I look mm. at TikTok. Um, but the you know the the thirty second videos are creating insta stars. Yes, yes. So I think it's or the death what we're witnessing. Not, not necessarily hmm? stars, but they make them so, a celebrity. There you go. I think we've kind of witnessed the demise of the true, um, the, the, the true star. You know, like the, the close-up created the star. I think we've, we've gone past that now. We're not going to find any more George Clooney. You know, the next generation is getting really well known for eating Tide Pods. Thanks a lot, Generation <laughs> Z. Um, they, you know, they're, they're trying to get their 15 minutes by eating Tide Pods. The videos that they're watching and what they're frequenting is getting sh- shorter and smaller and shorter and smaller. And then the millennials, my, my generation, are responsible for um, the resurgence in nostalgia. It's the reason we have film after film that's a remake, shows that are being picked back up. So the, the millennials are pushing nostalgia. 
the baby boomers are pissed off at everyone, and Generation Z is eating Tide Pods. So things have gone wrong somewhere. <laughs> or it's just <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. Or, or it's just Tuesday, yeah. Or this is just what happens. Um, you know, and I find, it, I find it interesting, and entertainment follows what goes on in the populace. So you have, um, you know, the, the, the dollar's worth less, people are less able to buy, less able to consume, but this lavish lifestyle is what everyone's trying to emulate, but then, you know, you can, then you have the popularity of crap like Honey Boo Boo. So it's very... Oh, God. Yeah, I do blame my generation well, for a lot I, of this. Because I, I think everything you know, went downhill. Oh, sorry, we were talking over one another. I know, I apologize. <laughs> Go ahead. No, it's, I'm telling you, there's, no, no, there's a lag there somewhere. Yeah, I was just saying I blame my generation, Gen, Gen X, I guess is what I am. Because um, I think no, everything X, was yep. downhill since Sam Adams cranberry ale. Like, the taste of beer was good <laughs> Okay. What the hell is a cranberry ale? It's it, it, they they took beer and said, "Ooh, well let let's let's make sure that we don't have a urinary tract infection." Ooh, you know, boom, boom. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was us. Sorry. Is it good? I would know, but is it good? No. <laughs> I'm I'm going to jump in here and say, but the, the beer problem goes back further than that. Once you guys put in prohibition, your IPA stopped, your private brews stopped. Like the whole world got ahead of America because you all cut out drinking for a decade. True, but I mean, we but weren't I, like, you know, putting, you know, berries and, and, and uh, a general loathing for one's self-worth in them, you know, but that's, you know, it's kind of what they were there for in the first place. It's a valid point. Now, Mum, mm. I'm going to ask you, we've had the turn with the entertainment industry You've been in the entertainment industry for I'm if I, will I get in trouble if I say how long for quite a while. Yeah, um, <laughs> you came you came well. up. You know, in your day, we had you know the great the great stars. Then we've moved from the great yeah. stars to the celebrities, to the celebrity scandals, to the YouTubers. What do you see happening within the industry? Uh, they're just moving with the times and the interest, Summer. I mean, I don't. I think theaters eventually are a thing of the past. Firstly, um, they're. I mean, we still enjoy going to them. The baby boomers. I don't know, really. And people will take young children to some of the shows, but they don't really need to anymore. So, uh, you know, they're going to go. So everything is going to be dependent on, you know, our streaming and what we're getting and. I've been watching YouTube, which is funny. You know, when something goes out, I'll turn to YouTube on my television and uh, watch things. But, um, I, you know, that's just the way. Look at all the movie stars that were in literally, you know, the theater movies who are now streaming in episodes of things or movies on television that are made originals. That's, that's where the money is. Something I think the next big um, the next big boom for entertainment. So someone steal this idea because it's a good one, and I, I'm not going to do it. Uh, is going to be the person uh, that the hologram. Encompassing. The, holo- the, the hologram, what? yes. But what's coming next is the person that can get those platforms together. 
because you're paying for YouTube, you're paying for Hulu, you're playing, you know, you've got Apple TV, you've got uh, Amazon, you've got all of these platforms. Right. And eventually, if someone can get a bulk price, talk the price on these down and do an all-encompassing package, which would be like all media or whatever, so you could go to one app and hit all the uh, programming on all of these platforms, people will pay 50 bucks a month to get everything on these platforms to dump all of their old platforms. So I think that's the next big thing. Um, is going to be how to wrap all of this together so you're not paying for individual platforms. And when you're not paying for individual platforms, you can facilitate the rise of stars again. But when you have people who are exclusively watching, you know, I usually only watch Amazon, Net, you know, I'll watch Amazon, Netflix, and Hulu. But personally, I usually just go to Amazon. That's what I- yeah. So, right. I use, and I'm on, the, I'm on the people, I'm on the, the, uh, the cheap fucker. Uh, plan of Roku, so yeah. Roku, well, Roku's wonderful. Yeah, that's just the provider, Roku is honey. Wonderful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roku. Yeah, I like uh, Roku, and so. it's mostly and most of it's free. You can you can put your HBO to go on it and things like that. But yeah, I don't need that. Well, once people can wrap up all of these platforms in one, I think you can create a, a place where stars can rise again. But as long as everything's compartmentalized, we've kind of killed the movie star. Yeah, yeah, there's just few people because there's just few people that are worth uh, like what a eighteen dollar ticket now. There are not many of them. Yeah, so it's got. There, there really aren't, and you know, it, I think I think Mom's right. Less and less people are going, and the people that are going are either you know the boomers or the or Generation Z because they don't they can't go to nightclubs yet. They can't get their own subscriptions. And they want to get out with their friends. But you're seeing a smaller and smaller cross-section of people do it. Um, I, you know, I, I get movies for free. Like uh, at certain times of the year, if you're a union, you go in, you get free movies. I don't even go when it's free. I'm really bad about it. So I don't think the theaters have the allure they once did. I mean, the Emmys this year... I didn't even know they were coming up. I didn't even think to talk to my friends about it. It had lower viewership than it's ever had. And now they're not going to be the, the regular television channels aren't even bothering with the award shows anymore. Well, I mean, they'll still do the changing. Oscars, but... but uh, well, even that, if you look at the viewership... American Music Awards? Yeah, that's really gone down, too. Yeah, right. all of them have gone down. It's just not popular. Like, it's bad. I knew last year, mum yelled at me and said she wanted to go to the Emmys. I didn't even know they were coming up. I didn't look at it. I didn't think about it. And the year before, we at least got an email. Um, and the year before that, there was buzz. But even from within the industry, people are giving less and less of a shit. They're more worried about what Rotten Tomatoes thinks of them than the damn Emmys. Well, you definitely see a device, especially, well, look at the Dave Chappelle's uh, Sticks and Stones special. It's got a 99% approval rating, audience approval rating, and like a 20-something critics rating. Well, critics are dying. Yes. Like, critics are dying out. I'm sorry, everybody just cut out. Yeah, so I I was saying that there was a lot of disparity between... Um, you know, what you were saying that's been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's happening. There's less 
a bit less and less cohesiveness between what the audience wants and what the critics are saying. Yeah, there's a and Hannah Gatsby. Is- uh, did a she call, it was called a stand-up special, but no, it was more like a uh, a TED talk or uh, uh, basically a one-woman show about her story. But that had like a, a huge Rotten Tomatoes critics rating. Audience was back down in the in somewhere in the twenties, so it was just you flip flop, you know. But I That's think it. people and were a little think- bit maybe irritated that they that they wanted a stand-up special and they were made to feel bad about themselves. I think people, I think there is a, a disconnect between what critics think people want and what people want. People are sitting listening to YouTubers read Reddit. They're listening to, you know, and, and the Reddit stories are all stories about entitled parents or choosing beggars or it, all of these people being assholes in general. So what you're listening to is people being assholes and kind of getting their just desserts. So... It's, it's really odd the way things have gone. And, you know, I've, I've always been to, able to look and say, hey, here's the next big trend. Um, and I'm seeing now, what, what I'm seeing now is I couldn't bet on a direction. And that's really odd to me. But I think wholesome is going to be important. But even getting shows on television now, it's not hard. Where once upon a time it was hard. Now, if you want your product out there, it's actually really easy. Because there are so many platforms, everyone needs content. The problem is you're getting the amount of money it, you want for it. You're still going to get screwed on the back end. But yes, it's easier to get your stuff out there. Oh, yeah, way easier. But yeah, either, but either way, you're going to get screwed. That right, but they also want to pay less for it. Yes. Bingo! They will, that's, that's the biggest thing. Where And that's one of the things I ran into with your show, Mum. Um, one of the things with uh, Mum's got a show called Let's Dance USA. It's really reminiscent of Soul Train and uh, your show American and another band. show I'm working on, uh, American Bandstand, like all those great dance shows. And one of another show that I'm working on is called Pawns of the Lupus. And every time I talk to someone, they're like, well, how does it stack up against Carnival Row? Okay, well, mm-hmm. how does it stack up against um, uh, Game here, of Thrones? Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, well, there are one for every single platform. There's always one for every single platform. Uh, another one was Penny Dreadful, which I'd never even heard of. Was Penny Dreadful? Yeah, I loved it. Which was I loved it. Well, <laughs> they just they did it. They did it, and then they took a few year gap, and then they did another season. It looks like they're going to do that again. And so uh, they're asking how it stacks up against that. And unless you are on certain platforms, like unless you watch Amazon, you're not watching Carnival Row. Unless you're watching HBO, you're not watching Game of Thrones. So everything has, is, is getting more and more platform-based, where it's not regional, it's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same reach that television used to. Or you just have to be patient, and eventually it'll find its, you know, things will find its way to Netflix. Things will find its way to free TV. Find its, find its way, its yeah. Way. It'll eventually get there. Right. It'll eventually but, get to yeah. <clears throat> But, like, um, I had, um, well, we've, I've talked to platforms, like, about Mum's about dance show. And, you know, when I'm talking to Amazon, one of the things we're discussing is, they're like, well, can this be entirely paid for through product placement? Yes, but it's not going, you know, but, but that's putting a real heavy burden on the show, how much will you put into distribution? Well, we'll match in advertising, 
what what's being covered in product placement and um, through original funding, where once you know, and and that's not a conversation you used to have. The the studios didn't ever look at how much product placement will cover, so they have to then cover their amount. Product placement was always an over and above. It was always part of the return. It was always what it, what went into things after the fact. But now, ahead of time, they're looking at how much of this can be covered through product placement. Yeah, blame um, Robert and that's Redford. something. I know. Hey, I'm not against product placement. I love product placement. Mm-hmm. But when I'm sitting yeah. there talking to him about a kids' dance show, I'm like, well, there's only so much product placement I can put in there. You know, an Audi right. pays wonderfully, but <laughs> they're going to put in a kids' show. We really have uh, to look at those things. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're coming near. We're coming near the end. Uh, well, where can we find you? Well, uh, you can find me through just type Google me, Patty H. Uh, I'll come up on uh, it's probably the first page. And well, guys, I will. I can put up a link. <laughs> All right. I'll put up a link so you can find her. I know we were supposed to ask dance questions, and we didn't. Because um, I'm not yeah, on my computer, yeah. I have almost no access to anything on my phone, and we got off on a tangent about the change in media, because my mom is actually a great source for that. She's witnessed a lot of it, even though she's still quite young. Um, she's, she's witnessed a fair amount of change <laughs> in the industry, so I thought it was a, she was a good person to address that with. Uh, I promise we'll have her on again and go over dance and how to get into dancing if you want. Mom, thank you very, very much for joining us on the show. My pleasure. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, Paul, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can still <laughs> find him on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and uh, iTunes, and uh, the, uh, the YouTube. But uh, hit me up on Facebook. That's the one platform I know how to use. Somewhat. Find him on <laughs> Facebook. And you guys know you can find me on Twitter. You can find me anywhere. <laughs> um, I know you know how to find me because I'm the one that gets all your comments. So, I appreciate it. Thank you very, very much for listening in. I'm Summer Helene. This, we were on with my co-host, Paul Michael Boland, and our very, very special guest, Patty H., talking about the change in media. For the guys that wrote in about Reddit, I hope that helped address it, at least in some way. If it didn't, copy, paste, and apply. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.